Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What is up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. I am your host with the most hotter than French toast coming at you coast to coast, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy South, Tyler Mack. Today's episode is a is a big one. Uh, it's it's uh, an exciting one. It's a lot to digest. A lot was talked about with my co-host, of this episode. I was rejoined by my favorite TikToker, Claire Crowder, aka my favorite Wayward Redheaded Angel, aka at Winter Arrow on TikTok. And if you're not following her, she has fantastic content, uh, Marvel content, supernatural content, uh, talking about just things going on in the nerd universe. And she's just, she's funny, she's passionate, she's exciting. She's a fantastic content creator, and I had to have her back on the show, and I did not want to wait so much at longer than I could have. I had to have her back on the show. So she is back this week, and we are talking a huge, uh, not to steal from Ken M., but a parlay of topics. I've always wanted to say that, Ken, so Sorry. But I had to say it. So we're talking about a lot in this episode uh, within our nerd culture. And some things not in nerd culture. We're just talking. And that's one thing that I thoroughly enjoyed about our last conversation. And the reason that I had to have her back and will have her back quite often in the future 
is because just how easy it is to talk to her about nerd things. You can see and hear the passion about what we, she talks about. You can. She's funny. She's fun to talk to. And I cannot stress enough that you need to be following her on TikTok. If you don't have a TikTok, follow her on Instagram or Twitter at the Winter Arrow. So uh, let's get to some business before we get to the fun. First off, if you want to follow along with the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, it's not that hard. Go to 30andnerdypodcast.com. Go to the directory. Click on that directory icon. That will show you where all you can find us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all over social media. You can follow along with conversation using the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod. That's three zero and nerdy pod. We're constantly keeping up on social media with nerd news going on with topics of conversation with our thoughts and feelings about things that are going on in the nerdiverse. So you can always follow us by doing just that. Follow us. Click the follow button, the subscribe button, the alert button, so you always know when we are getting nerdy, because the notification will come to your phone. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for joining. Take the time, please, to hit that subscribe button. It's a little subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are listening to right now, and just click that button. That will keep you up to date with all episodes. Go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. Give us a rating and review. Right now, if you go to podchaser.com, that's P-O-D-Chaser.com, C-H-A-S-E-R, for every rating and review you give to a podcast, they are donating money to Meals on Wheels. So please take the time to, if you are a podcast fan and you are listening to different podcasts, find them on podchaser.com, rate them and review every episode. Every episode they release Every rating and review is getting money donated to Meals on Wheels. And after a global pandemic, which we are still in, folks, things might getting be getting laxed, but please, if you are not vaccinated, please get vaccinated. If you do not wear a mask, please wear a mask. If you are anti all those, please do not spread disinformation. Keep your opinions to yourself. Please do all you can to stop the spread of COVID. It's still a thing. It's not gone away. If you want to donate to Meals on Wheels, but you can't afford it out of your own pocket, this is a way to donate. Go to podchaser.com. This this podcast, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, East Coast Avengers, Three Fat Nerds. Those are some of the podcasts that I'm suggesting to you to get out and listen to. Even if you just listen to professional podcasts like Joe Rogan and and Pod Save America and all these big-name podcasts like Kevin Smith, rate and review every episode you can with every podcast that you listen to at podchaser.com. They're donating for every rating and every review to Meals on Wheels. So please get on that. It's a way to help without actually having to dig into your pocket because a lot of people cannot donate fiscally right now, but this is a way for you to get that done. Also, Check out badcastcompany.com. That keeps you up to date on all things Badcast Productions. That's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. That's all the Patreon-exclusive show that comes out of Badcast Company and some new things that are in the works, currently just in my mind spinning around, but will soon be in the works for later 2021 and moving forward to 2022 and beyond. 
A lot will be happening soon with Bad Cast Company Productions, and I cannot wait to get started talking about that with you. Some new shows under the banner that will be coming with different hosts, other than myself, other than Logan, and other than Josh. Maybe some things are in the work where one of our three voices aren't actually what you're hearing, but it's still under that brand, Bad Cast Company Productions. So go to badcastcompany.com or patreon.com slash badcastcompany if you want to support the show monetarily. It helps even a dollar a month goes to help us provide all the extra stuff and keep this podcast rolling. You have no idea that what even a dollar a month can do. Think about this. 12 months in a year, a dollar a month, you're giving $12 a year yourself to Badcast Company Productions. Host sites alone can be anywhere from $12 to $25 depending on the gigs that you signed up for. So you are quite possibly at a dollar a month taking care of some, of what we have to pay for out of our pocket. And it is so helpful. All the Patreon people that are already supporters, you all are amazing. Thank you so much. We are constantly trying to stay up on Patreon exclusive content, whether it's uncut versions of shows, deleted scenes, bloopers, uh, polls, anything like that. There are different tiers and different ways you can become a patron. So I just please ask that you will consider it. Just take a look at patreon.com slash badcastcompany and see a way that you may be able to support. If all you can do is a dollar a month, I am not going to complain. That is you supporting. If all you can do is subscribe and share and and like and, and rate and review, if it's not financially, you're still supporting. I'm very thankful for you. We are nearing, very quickly nearing the second birthday of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and I cannot wait to celebrate that with all of you all, with our, our fans, our listeners, our supporters, uh, the Badcast Company brothers. I cannot ex- cannot wait to celebrate that with you all. So a huge thank you all to you, the patron supporters, the listeners, uh, to everyone who has made this show possible. I cannot wait to celebrate the second birthday with all of you. Not just that, last but certainly not least, If you have an Instagram, if you're into collectibles, you're into pops and Pokemon cards and things like that, go to Instagram and type this in. R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L 3-C-T-I-O-N. That's Rev underscore collection. Not an E, a 3. Rev underscore collection. Okay, R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L 3-C-T-I-O-N. You will not regret it. Rev is killing it in the collectibles game. He's constantly doing unboxings and boxings and sales and openings and package openings and showing off his Pops collection and his his Pokemon collection, and he just loves the game. If you like the game, subscribe to that Instagram. Follow that account. You will not be sorry. You will catch Rev from time to time on the 30 and Nerdy podcast as well as a co-host. And he loves to talk all things collectibles, so reach out to him. If he has some, he's even doing sales, people. So don't wait. Reach out to him and see what's going on at Rev underscore collection on Instagram. The last little bit of business I want to get to before we get to the show is your nerd vocabulary word of the week. Nerdstrom. N-E-R-D-S-T-R-O-M. A nerdstrom. A nerdstrom is a massive gathering of nerds, a unity of nerds. When nerds unify together in a movement of turmoil, 
a Nerdstrom. Example, a Nerdstrom happened all over the globe when that terrible Fantastic Four movie came out. A Nerdstrom happened against Season 8 of Game of Thrones. A Nerdstrom happened when Star Wars Episode 9 came out. Nerdstrom. Use it in a sentence. When nerds unify together in a movement of turmoil. A Nerdstrom. Now, that the business is taken care of. DJ Mike Howie, take us to the show. It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11, the nerds are here. Welcome back, nerds, to the 30 Nerdy Podcast, and yet again I am joined by my favorite TikToker, Claire, a.k.a. Winter Arrow. Claire, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me again. Of course, there was no way I wasn't going to have you back on, especially I told you that uh, I had so much else planned that I was just yeah. so giddy that we were doing it that I completely scrapped two or three things that I actually wanted to talk to you about. And I was like, so, why don't we just talk about it again? <laughs> yeah, part two. Yes, part two of I'm sure many parts over the next little while because there's going to be so much more that I want to t- be to be able to talk about because I've, I've refrained from talking about so much stuff with Supernatural on the podcast because originally because I had a spinoff with my friend Logan, but we're doing something completely different. We're doing more of like a, we started at the pilot doing the, it's called the road so far. And we're just talking about individual episodes. I want to do so much more broad talk about Supernatural, but I've been waiting till my girlfriend finished it. Because she listens to the show, and I was like, I can't have spoilers on there. No. So, that just makes like, it very, very awkward. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you can't listen to this one, though. Sorry, please <laughs> try not to listen to that. 
So I wanted to, to talk more uh, with you about individual characters, moments, and even play a little trivia game. Awesome. Uh, but first, I wanted to ask you, after talking about it in the last episode, have you felt yourself reeling to watch it again or a little closer to more comfortable to watching it again? Um, yes. Weirdly, I mean, I think because I hadn't really spoken about it, because I, I did actually com like completely shut myself off from it. I was thinking, okay, no, it's done. It, I'm not going to be able to talk about this for a long, long time. But then, yeah, I mean, after talking about it, it sort of made me think of what well, it reminded me of how much I loved this show. And I mean, I haven't watched anything yet. I will say that. I mean, I, I haven't gone that far yet. But um, no, it's 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 not as upsetting anymore, I guess. Yeah. When I when I see things pop up on Twitter or TikTok or something like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like that. It's not more. Of, oh no, it's supernatural. Quick, scroll, scroll, scroll. So no, it it it, it has helped. <laughs> it has helped. It was sort of like a therapy session, I guess. <laughs> well, I am happy to hear that. Um, yeah. I also. Two of the stars, um, Jared and Jensen, have moved on doing other things. Have you watched Walker? Any? I haven't. No. The, I mean, the difficult thing is, is because we don't get the CW over here. Mm. So the only way for me to watch that would be to get a VPN and sort all of that out and everything. And sometimes it's just like a huge stress to do it. <laughs> I yeah. mean it was different it was different with um supernatural because I could get a VPN and then I could um just watch it on Netflix. Yeah. But um I do I do want to watch it but I'm also kind of I wanted to wait until the entire season was out before I watched it. Because mm -hmm. also I, I sort of feel like committing to another TV show is like a yes. big thing. <laughs> Yeah. Committing to a show weekly is already um, in just a little bit of time that Disney Plus has been doing it with Mandalorian, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's reminded me of how much it really asks of you oh, to yeah. get to a weekly television show. And I'm like, thank God Disney Plus is only doing limited runs and yeah. not multiple seasons and 22 episodes there are eight and nine episodes of things so i'm like yeah. well, thank god it's just that it's just eight weeks of my life to yeah. a show, as opposed to 22 weeks every year to a show so yeah. it reminded me of that like man you used to when you used to get into weekly shows you devoted a lot of your life to it because it was by schedule and i mean yeah. even when we were kids when you and i were kids before uh, the the ability to record yeah. like direct tv and things like that like it was you had to your ass had to be in your seat at yeah. three o'clock ready to watch it or every day my big my big weekly episodic thing when I was in middle school was Dragon Ball Z and I was oh, like right, yeah. have to be home by four yeah but in the seat ready to watch it or I'll I'll miss something and, and, and it had to be a point where you had to make sure you had your drink and you had to have your snacks because there was no pausing. You know, yeah. you had to wait until that advert break before yeah. you could go and do anything else. Exactly. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, reminded me of how much mm. we used to commit to shows that we fell in love with. Oh, gosh, yeah. 
And I mean, I mean, I, I do, I do love a binge session. I think that's sort of what I'm struggling with with like the Disney Plus shows is because the fact that it is weekly, mm-hmm. and it just, it just leaves you wanting more, which is, I guess is the point. But <laughs> I'm very much a, I, I need it all right now. I need to watch mm-hmm. it all right now, especially if it ends on a cliffhanger. You're like, seriously, I have to wait a week now. I do think that Falcon and Winter Soldier will leave on another cliffhanger, kind of like WandaVision did. And I think it is building towards them having their own movie franchise together. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Even if it's called Captain America 4. Yeah. And it's him as Cap and Bucky with him. Uh, I think this is this this show has given me such vibes of the Captain America movies. It's ridiculous. Definitely. Um, And I think because as well as that, they they add like certain things in it that like obviously with the whole um, can you move your seat up thing? Exactly. I like the fact that they're taking things from the movie and then putting it back into the TV show. So, yeah, I think you're definitely right. It's it's definitely building up to something, which is awesome exactly but we will definitely get to that um after the next commercial break i wanted to talk a little bit about the things that they are moving on to do so you haven't watched walker have you been keeping up with the boys though yes um i mean yeah i mean i when i found out that jensen was going to be in it i was like over the moon because we watched the first season when it first came out and loved it i mean my husband is a massive carl urban fan Mm. so yeah we we thoroughly enjoyed it and then obviously it was announced that Jensen was going to be in season three just before season two came out I think it was mm-hmm. yeah and then I was like I mean first of all I was like finally you know Jensen has a job I was starting to like worry a little bit <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah when that yeah when that was announced I was like amazing especially when I found out that his character was just going to be so different from what we've seen before from him yeah so yeah, I'm I'm so excited about that. I mean, I keep checking his Instagram, I keep checking his Twitter, and just because I just want a glimpse of what he's going to look like. Well, for a, a little bit of backstory, um, mm. from someone who has read the boys, uh, Soldier Boy is the first hero. He was mm. the first, and he's the dark, dark spoof of captain america oh my gosh so he's going to be like u.s agent times five in his spiel and his character and his brutality uh so it will be a place that will be somewhat reminiscent of demon dean but at the same time darker in a different way if that makes sense yeah i mean that's gonna be awesome but when the cameras are on him Oh, he's going to be just Captain America. And it's going to, you're going to love the performance. If they do some of the, if they do even half the stuff with Soldier Boy from the comics, it will be a place that'll be interesting to see Jensen go. Yeah. And I can't wait for you to see that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm so excited. So, so excited. Because the boys has done, Things that I mean, and I when I was reading and I was like, this needs to be a show or a, a franchise movie. I didn't want it to be a franchise movie because they would that would make them because you couldn't really get NC 17 in the cinema. So, no. 
I was like, it needs to be a show actually. And then when prime picked up the rights and we're going to bring us a show, I was like, Oh, this is going to be so good. And then when Carl was who like, not enough nerds talk about the fact that Carl urban has been a nerd himself and in nerd culture for so long. Yeah. And everything he touches is golden. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I'm with your husband, he is, I mean, from Aomir to judge dread to butcher to the Dad. to Thor three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, kind of, we, we don't talk enough about the fact that Carl's been in every franchise touched. The only thing he hasn't touched is star Wars. Yeah. He's been in star but Trek. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah. He was in that. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck, man? We're not talking enough about Carl Urban and his performance yeah. is butch. I'm like, mm, this is when I've read it. Um, this is what I've, visualized it'd be like to see him in live action and carl is honing it in yeah i mean i think i love as well is the fact that he 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 always looks so different in everything that he's in yeah like i mean yeah especially obviously being scourged because obviously he's bald but yeah <laughs> i mean like he he does he it's as if he sort of transforms himself into these characters Yes. And that you just sort of, I mean, when you're watching the boys, you know, and, and you're watching him, you're not thinking, oh, it's Aomer. No, no, you're not. Because it is just so completely different. And yeah, I agree with you. No, you know, people don't talk about him as much as they should because he is, he's a pretty awesome dude. Yes, he is. And he hones it in, uh, in a form and a fashion that's not method. It's not like Heath Ledger's Joker. No. Method acting, but he is the character. Definitely. It's like he lives being the character, but he doesn't bring it into his life, which yeah. is using saying it that way. But uh, <laughs> it's just I can't talk enough about him. He's fantastic. And I can't wait to see scenes between Butch and Soldier Boy, Jensen Ackles. Uh, it's going oh, to be yeah. interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And plus, he's got another job that he's been working on during the pandemic, especially. He's voicing Batman. And yes. The I long saw Halloween. It. Yeah. And it sounds pretty good. I mean, I, I, there was, when I saw it on Twitter and all it was, was I just saw Jensen Ackles cast as Batman. And I was like, hold the phone. What? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Isn't Robert, Robert Pattinson the new Batman? And then when I saw that he was just voicing it, I was still like, you know what? He's going to just kick the ass of that. He's just going to be amazing. Cause it, I mean, like, is Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's who I, there was talks during the last crossover on CW of like Arrow and Flash and all that, the crisis uh, show that they did, that the next crossover that the whole CW DC universe does might bring in a CW's Batman and who would play. Yeah. And I was like, freaking Jensen Ackles. Oh, God, he's yeah. Already, I mean, he's yeah. been on CW for 15 years just give him the cape and cowl for an episode of this crossover and you'll think good god he needs to be batman oh yeah because i've been saying it for years like give me jensen as batman i've said it in anytime when we've talked about batman on 30 and 30 podcast no matter who it's been with I, I'm, I'm like jensen ackles are you kidding me he's he's aged enough to be a startup batman but he's young enough to go for a long time why, why oh definitely 
was like, and he's worked in the universe. He's voiced Red Hood and the yeah. under the Red Hood, which was fantastic, that character. Or if it's not Batman, do a live action of Red Hood and let him be the Red Hood. Yeah. I mean, didn't he do like a photo shoot where he was like he all done up in, in it? He was in the yeah. suit and he actually has the suit on a mannequin in his house. <laughs> he is such a nerd. I love it. I do too. I love it. So those, 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 I have not watched Walker either. Um, it, it's for some reason, it's more difficult to me to go into what Jensen's, uh, it's, it's more easy for me to see what Jensen's doing next than it is Jared for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I agree with that. And I think some of that is because I, I mean, I'm going to be a huge girl here, but um, I just, I do prefer Jensen to Jared. And mm. that obviously stems from the fact that he's Dean. So, what well, was Dean, I should say. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as much as I do like Jared Padalecki, I, yeah, I'm not too excited about what he's doing next, but definitely Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I didn't think or know that there was a clamoring for a Walker reboot, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. I was like, you know, because Walker was Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris was Walker to a yeah. lot of us. So I was like, uh, you know, and it, from the little bit that I've watched, I was like, I don't hate it. I just thought that Jared would go on to a little bit cooler things than Walker. Yeah. I mean, because um, the thing is, I mean, like, like I, I haven't seen any of it and I've, I've sort of seen people um, who who are talking about it and especially a lot on TikTok and they're like oh look it's a supernatural reference or it's this and it's yeah. that and yeah. it's just sort of like that's I think that's the problem you know I mean I know he he cut his hair and he looks different because mm-hmm. he has facial hair blah, blah, blah. but I just think he's still from what I've seen of promos trailers whatever he's still sort of maintaining that Sam yes persona whereas um, you know he needed to be something completely different sort of like what Jensen's done is that he's gone from Dean Winchester to Soldier Boy which is completely yeah. different so. I think that that he needs a complete redo uh, his, his next thing needs to be so totally opposite of what Jared's ever done to yeah. make me you know because his wife's in it too and and Jen and yeah. the little bit I've seen what Jen's in, she is different than Ruby, obviously, because she's not a demon. Um, yeah, she's not evil. <laughs> yeah, but also I didn't know. I don't know if you watched Pretty Little Liars. Uh, I think I watched the first season. Yeah, but Toby is in it as well, and what a lot of people are clamoring for is he's yelling it at Walker, saying like you're chasing ghosts, and everyone's like. <gasps> <Sorry>. <laughs> Because he's Sam. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so on the nose because he really is playing like Sam playing Walker. Yeah, which is what you, you sort of didn't want. Because I think also as well is that it makes him look as if he hasn't let go of Sam mm. in a way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll watch it at some point, but it's not like on my, it's not at the top of my list of priorities of TV watching. Mm. So... With that being said, there has been a lot of interviews with them in the past couple months. Yeah. 
uh, especially since Jensen and his wife opened up a subsidiary production company of H of Warner Brothers that will work with heavily with HBO Max. Yeah. And Jensen himself has been very vocal about it's not goodbye. It's just goodbye for now. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think it's something you can that they should come back to? know because i i don't know how how they'll go about it because like i mean like we discussed like last time it you know the ending that we got was very sort of final and it wraps mm-hmm. it all up so i don't I, I wouldn't really know how they would even approach that i mean would it be just sam and dean in heaven <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean and that would just be like so incredibly insane but you know know, like it'd be interesting if it was their kids uh if they weren't involved but they were producing supernatural content like keeping the universe alive yeah um, like the wayward sisters was supposed to do and i was actually really looking forward to that series yeah Um, i mean I i think the problem is is like you can you can love that show so so much but it is very much a the whole thing of supernatural is that it is sam and dean and i think you know people would struggle to watch something if it if they weren't in it because i think they'd sort of always be like oh were they gonna have a cameo are they gonna Mm -hmm. you know this is if people would always sort of be waiting for sam and dean to turn up i mean the wayward sisters i that that would have been amazing oh it would have been so good totally amazing just because those characters And if every strong female character was on that show from Charlie to Rowena to Jody to Claire to, I mean, and they wouldn't have to be in every episode together, but it could be like, what are they doing while Sam and Dean are doing this? If it took place in the years that before the finale, yeah. Instead of just random, like, well, now that we've kind of established these as the Wayward Sisters, they will get an episode or two in every season. What are they doing outside of those two episodes that we get in season 12, 13, 14, 15? What else? Are yeah. they and has Rowena showed up and helped them? And this, you know, resurrected Charlie, you know, is, is she helping them? You know, it would have been so cool to see. And exactly. I think, and I think Definitely. a lot of it, my frustration with that is is every powerful, strong woman character that they introduced was just dialing it in in every scene that they were in. And I was like, I want more from them. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And the work they put into it, they deserve every second of it. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, it's like with Jodie, I mean, from straight from her first episode, it was just sort of like, Do you know what? I like this woman. Mm hmm. And, you know, and then even though, even if you think about it, she wasn't in it that much, Mm-mm. but she's, she is a character that everybody loves and she's a character that everybody remembers. And that just shows how much of a powerful character she was. It got to the point where any time in the opening credits, you'd see Kim Rhodes' name pop up. You'd be like, ooh, Jody's in it. It's going to be an amazing episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what body part is she going to have broken next? yeah yeah that kind of was her thing but you know good thing to have (laughs) um so do you still follow a lot of them and watch a lot of their con content and 
and um, stuff like that? No, not really. I've, I, it, it's difficult because, I mean, I, I spoke about it last time, but it was just because things just got too crazy within the fandom. I just, I distanced myself and I did, I unfollowed quite a few members of the cast. I mean, I still follow Jensen and Jared. I think I, mm. I think I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely follow those two. Um, I think because I, I liked them as people. It was very much a, when the show was out, I, I just followed everybody because I was so obsessed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't really, I don't really follow what they're doing. I, I mean, maybe that makes me a bad fan. I don't know. No. But uh, no, I <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really follow much of what they're doing. I mean, I see a few things that sort of trickle onto my timeline, but um, yeah, no, I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> But I still follow Jared and Jensen, obviously. I follow Misha and I follow Mark. Still. Yeah. Because Mark went on to do some DC TV stuff with the Doom Patrol. And oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. His character was a lot of fun. He was in this duster trench coat. And he was smarmy, but a different kind of smarmy, not Crowley smarmy. Oh, right. Um, but I just love Mark Shepard in general. And yeah. uh I, I still follow follow Mark Pellegrino, but he's not very active on social media. So, oh. I think I think some of that is because he 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 was somebody that got like a lot of hate. Like he would just do like a random tweet, and then people would just sort of jump on it. And you know, I can imagine that's quite tough. So you do try and distance yourself as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, definitely. So. I want to play a trivia game with you. Okay. Oh, God. I'm nervous now. <laughs> Supernatural trivia. Okay. And on my side, it's set up as multiple choice, but a little sub rule would be we will not use the multiple choice unless you absolutely need it. Okay. Okay. For okay. instance, I would imagine you will not need the multiple choice for question number one. Okay. All right. Yeah. What language? Do the angels speak in Supernatural? Enochia. Yes. Woohoo! What is Crowley's nickname for Sam Winchester? Moose. Moose. Oh, yeah. Dina Squirrel. Yes, Dina Squirrel. <laughs> Little Easter egg for Rocky and Boo Winkle. Oh, yeah. What 80s rock star is possessed by Lucifer in season 12 of Supernatural? What the the like the the real person or who he plays? The real person. Rick Springfield. Oh, good job. See, I, I mean I know that one because like I was like a massive fan of Jesse's girl <laughs> of that song. I mean I mean it's just an amazing song. So yeah, but yeah, I know that one. Rick Springfield. <laughs> who are Sam and Dean's parents? John and Mary Winchester. Ugh, Mary. I know. Water cow. <laughs> <laughs> what was the title of the show originally going to be? Oh, holy crap. I don't know. <laughs> Is it A, Hunters, B, Unnatural, C, Brothers Grimm, or D, The Winchesters? Well, I, I would have thought Brothers Grimm would have made sense, but it's probably not that. It is actually unnatural. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. Yeah. Uh, it was originally going to be called Unnatural, and it was about a reporter going around researching urban legends. natural yeah it doesn't sound right no it doesn't no and the original premise doesn't sound as fun either <laughs> no <laughs> that's quite boring <laughs> thank god they changed it yeah what angel wrote the word of god metatron what did you think of metatron as a character um <laughs> I mean, to, he was one of those characters where he did a lot of shitty things and, like, you wanted to hate him, but then he made you laugh. And, you know, he had his little comedic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, he, he, yeah, he was a knob. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't 100% hate him. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, Plus, yeah. he was played by Booker from Revenge of the Nerds. So oh, is he? Yes. If I mean, you can watch that, that 80s he, classic, Revenge of the Nerds, and see him as the character Booger. Oh. <laughs> uh, he was also in, um, he played the principal in New Girl. Yes, That's he where did. I know him from. Yeah. Yes, he did. And Zoe Deschanel is just. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I love her. I'm more of a Hannah Simone fan, but. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Question number seven. What hunter married a werewolf named Bess? Garth. Mm, I love Garth. Yeah. He is amazing. You've been Garth. <laughs> You've been Garth, <laughs> man. Uh, so these, uh, I'm going to ask you about the, the, the options in this question was Garth, uh, Gordon Walker, Rufus Turner, or Benny Luff. La, how did you pronounce Benny's Lafitte? Oh, I love Benny. I did too. Wasn't enough he, done with him. No. He he was, yeah, he was such an awesome character. And Ty Olsen is actually my dream casting for the next Wolverine. Oh, really? Yes. If I they, can actually see that. Actually. If they yeah. made the Wolverine not like you and more like the comics and the cartoon. Like yeah. down and gruff, I think yeah. I could pull it off. Because Wolverine's Definitely. actually like five four, five five, and hunched over. I really? Yeah, <laughs> he's just this short, stocky, little, angry, rabid guy. <laughs> he's not Hugh Jackman. I mean, Hugh did fantastic stuff as Wolverine, but oh yeah. If they wanted to be comic correct, he's this, he's shorter than I am and just hunched over and rabid like a creature almost. Oh, God. And I think Ty Olson could do that very well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd so be down to watch that. I mean, I was very, I'm a very opposed to, you know, to have a new Wolverine just because Hugh Jackman did it for so yeah. long and he is who you think of, obviously. Mm. But um, yeah, Ty Olson, I think, yeah. I could see that. Going from Gordon Walker to the, the show This Is Us is, for that actor is such a night and day because I hated Gordon Walker. Oh, God, yeah, me too. Anytime he popped up, I'd be like, is he not dead yet? Can you kill <laughs> this guy off? Yeah, just get, just get rid of him. Come on. 
All right. Question number eight. In Scooby Natural, who makes out with Velma? Sam? Sam. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Well, hey. Question number nine. What does Dean call his 1967 Chevy Impala? Baby. Mm. Oh, I loved God. the fact that Baby became a character unto her own. Oh, gosh, me too. I mean, out of all of the, you know, out of everything, you know, <laughs> the, the, the car, Baby, became, like, it's such a huge thing. I mean, wasn't it that where somebody asked him what prop he would take home mm. and people said baby and he's like no 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 baby is not a prop <laughs> baby is a person baby is a character oh yeah and, and what she, she would be damaged it was like losing a character mm. definitely i mean they made that whole thing like when he got baby back mm-hmm. in season seven like oh. yeah like, was it back in black they played was it that yeah i mean what a scene back in black and meg got to drive her and the whole like uncovering of her and i was like oh she's been gone for too long (laughs) thank god this is a a shining moment in season seven (laughs) it's getting yeah (laughs) that's probably the the best thing about that season (laughs) yes it actually (laughs) is so on to question number 10 what prophet of the lord is chosen to interpret the word of god after sam and dean break it out of the slab kevin kevin yes oh i love kevin poor kevin that was a what the hell death (laughs) yes that was definitely a why would you do that yeah because that was that was good drill wasn't it Yes. Yeah. Gadriel's another impersonation I can do pretty well. Oh, really? Yeah. What? What good? What Gadriel as in Sam? No, like Gadriel when is in his, his original. Oh, his first suit. Oh. Yes. Uh, he's like, I can save your brother Dean. My name is Gadriel. I love, I, I love and hate that vessel because in the show Haven, he plays Duke's dad, and he's the same. And he's also in Man of Steel, and he talks the same. And so I liked Gadrill, but also didn't like Gadrill. Who did he play in Man of Steel? It's a small part. It's when Lois is in the icy area before she finds the ship. He's kind of like who greets her off the helicopter and talks to her a little bit. And yeah, that's that guy. Oh, I might have to rewatch that now. Four or five lines, maybe. Oh. It's before he's who brings her to Matt Mahoney's. Uh, that is his name, right? Play Stabler. Is it Matt Mahoney? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think it's it's Mahoney. Um, he's who brings her to him. Um, oh, okay. It goes down in the helicopter and kills the the girl in Zod's crew. Right. Have you? I had a chance to watch the Snyderverse, the Snyder cut of the Justice League. Yep, we watched it the day it came out. Oh, um, so much it better. Was, I mean, my the thing is, like, I I'm not as into DC as say, like, I am the MCU, but mm-hmm. I I watch it because I sort of feel that I should. Um, but yeah, yeah, we watched that, 
and I have to say there were some parts of it where I was like is this original or is this new or <laughs> I yeah I was a bit confused just because I, I'd only watched Justice League once um so yeah watching the Snyder Cut I was just sort of a bit like yeah I can't actually remember what happened <laughs> in, in Justice League but no no I yeah I sat there for the full four hours you know nice I mean the thing is as well it's like again I'm gonna be a girl like I watched DC for Henry Cavill just because he is <laughs> amazing so, and were, I think it was like he didn't show up until like two hours into it and yeah. I was like oh my god <laughs> but obviously when he did turn up and yeah it was amazing and he was shirtless so yeah and I just love the fact that he's English as well and he's like a massive nerd. Oh, yeah. Have, have you watched The Witcher? Yes. <gasps> Cannot wait for season two. And I was actually quite surprised because I had, I knew nothing of The Witcher. I was just, I was like, well, it's Henry Cavill, so I'm just going to watch it. And then a few weeks ago, my husband played The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Was it like Wild Hunt or something like that? And yeah, obviously yeah. Geralt was talking and I was like, has Henry Cavill actually voiced this? And my husband was like, no. I was like, well, he has done an amazing impersonation. Because it sounded exactly like him. I was like, holy crap. Well, when they, in an interview, he said, when they came to me, they said, have you ever heard of The Witcher? He said, yeah, I've read all the books and I've played all the games. I love The, I love the Witcher. Why? And they're like, would you be interested in playing Geralt? And he said, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, what excellent casting. I know, he's fantastic. I mean, not just because he's amazing at it, but I think if you actually hire somebody that knows everything, mm-hmm. that dedication is is just going to show. That's exactly what's happened. I think that's, he makes it what it is, you know, which is epic. And it's so rare that that, that falls in perfect line in our, our nerdiverse, like Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man. Yeah. Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. You know, there there comes these times where it's just perfect and yeah. everything lines up right. And him as Geralt is one of them. Definitely. Fantastic. Yeah. So we've got a few more. There are 20. Okay. Who is the first character in the series to wield the demon killing blade? Ruby. Mmm. Because mm, it's Ruby's knife. It is Ruby's Knife. Yeah. Played by Katie Cassidy. Yep. And then Jen Padalecki. And then Jen Padalecki. That's a story that I love to watch unfold after the vessel has changed, uh, which initially I did not like Jen early on as Ruby because she had a different smarminess than Katie Cassidy's. And for some reason, I loved Katie Cassidy. Because she also went on to be in the Arrowverse as Black Canary, and um, but then like then Jen started growing on me, and I was like, she's just a different Ruby. It it can't be. Cassidy couldn't play the Ruby that this one became. Oh gosh, no! Because she's a different Ruby. Yeah. So, um, like in that finale where you find out that Ruby's been playing us the entire time, mm. I don't know if Cassidy could have pulled that off. No, no, I don't think she could have. And plus the, the, the backstory of them, you know, meeting and 
falling in love. It's just adorable. Oh, definitely. So sweet. All right. Who was the first Nephilim to be featured on Supernatural? Oh, holy crap. I, I, oh, I want to say Jesse, but that's it. He, he, was a, he was part demon. Oh, my God. It's, it's not Jack, is it? No, it's not Jack. The first Nephilim we meet. Oh, my God. I can't. Because it's part of the spell. That Jack has to do. You are sorry? That's the uh, the part of the spell that um, Metatron has cast doing is they have to take the grace of a Nephilim. And there's only one in existence, and it's a girl. Oh, my God, I'm blanking. <laughs> Jane. Who? <laughs> Jane. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't even think of who that is. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm completely blanking. <laughs> it's all right. I didn't know it either. And I <laughs> I'm looking at the at the A, B, C, and D answers and I'm like, uh I have no idea who it is. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's Jane. And she's a server. She's oh. a and uh, Metatron's like, you see that girl over there? That's a Nephilim. And Cass is like, I know. And she's like, we have to kill her. First off, she's an abomination. Second of all, she's part of the spell. Oh, I must have just completely blanked during that moment. <laughs> I did too. No worries. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Question 13, in The Man Who Knew Too Much, which is season six, episode 22, Castiel is drunk on what? Um, <laughs> he's drunk on what? <laughs> Holy crap. These questions it's... are getting harder and harder. <laughs> A, whiskey. B, love. C, souls. Or D, Christmas. Is it souls? It's souls. Woohoo! He's drunk on the purgatory souls. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Of course, of course. Oh, next question we've already discussed. Who kills Kevin? Gadriel in Sam. Yes, Gadriel in <laughs> Gadriel possessing but, Sam. Yeah. What was the name of Sam's imaginary friend? Sully. Sully. He was amazing. I loved that episode. So I did much. too. I loved the <laughs> character of of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what an episode! <laughs> <laughs> it was the the costume department had fun with that episode. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Question sixteen. Originally, the Winchesters were going to be the what were their last names originally going to be? A. Remingtons. B. Wyatt's, C. Harrison's, or D. Wellington's? Oh, yeah. See, I, the, the name I had in my head wasn't even in those lists. It wasn't even in that list. Um, I will just guess and say B. <laughs> the Wyatt's? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it's actually the Harrisons. Oh my God. Eric Kripke originally intended for the brother's last name to be Harrison as a nod to actor Harrison Ford. I'm so glad they didn't go with that. I am too. Because Winchester is such a powerful name. It is. You know, Harrison just sounds like your next door neighbor. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Like, oh, yes, the Harrison's next door. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're always having parties and being too loud. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad they went with Winchester. Me too. Mm-hmm. Question number 17. In Advanced Phantology, season 13, episode 5, who reveals that they have become the new death? Billy. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you think of Billy? She she didn't get enough screen time mm-hmm. because I, I sort of feel that um, you didn't have much of a chance to get to know her character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I like I did like her. You know, it, she was she was pretty awesome, but I yeah, I just sort of felt that she didn't have much screen time so you couldn't you, you just couldn't really get and her if that plus, makes sense. I felt like she she really deserved more screen time to build that character because she had to fill the shoes of Julian Richards death. Yeah. Who we love I mean he he was he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And they needed to show us how different she was. Yeah. And she wasn't the same death. And we didn't get a lot of opportunity to see that. And in turn, it turned a lot of people off towards her rendition of death. Oh, really? And it was almost unfair, I felt, to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought she was pretty awesome. I mean, obviously, she was a bit dodge. But um, no, I think she was, she was pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, it's just a shame we didn't get much of her. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely more. She was intimidating in a different manner. Like she yeah. actually was not up for the fun and games like original Death was. She's like, I'm not gonna let you stay alive. I will take you. Yeah, I'm gonna really do awesome. my. I, I don't care who you are. If yeah. you turn up, you're staying here. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then giving her that moment of learning why death was the way he was with the Winchesters is because the story, like even she finally learned like the Winchesters are needed. Yeah. She finally learned. And I thought that was really cool to see, but I felt like it was all rushed because she didn't get enough time on screen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Question number 18. How are Sam and Dean and John injured at the end of season one? Uh, their car gets hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame John survived. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, he didn't last for much longer. No. But, uh, yeah. So, no. Yep, I know that one. Bad Moon Rising. I get that reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question number 19. 
What is Yellow Eyes' real name? The first Yellow Eyes. Azazel. Azazel. Yes. Fantastic character. He was. And I also, I, want... I think, I think because the actor, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, yeah, he was like, even though he was obviously Azazel and he did what he did, you couldn't help but like him. Yeah. He was, just yeah. pop up and just like, hiya, Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I liked that they later on included his siblings. Yes. That was cool because it gave us Asmodeus, the KFC. Oh. Yellow he eye. was brilliant. He was scarier. He yeah. was a different type of scary. I was like, I feel like Azazel was just having fun. Asmodeus just scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's he he meant too. <laughs> a, a deep seated southern accent is just intimidating because they're they mean business. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, yeah, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. In season seven, when Dean finds Castiel working as a healer, what name is Castiel using? Ah, uh, is it Steve? No. Ah. Uh, Someone of a beautiful uh, name. Oh, my God. I don't... You want the, you want the options? Yeah. A, Jacob. B, Ezekiel. C, Emmanuel. Or D, Abraham. Emmanuel. Correct. Emmanuel. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even before you said it, it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, it's that. Wasn't Steve <laughs> the name he used at the gas and sip? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's where I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those are your 20 trivia questions. You did quite right. uh, Yeah. Some of them, like, I really had to think. Some of them are pretty obscure. Uh, I mean, Jane. I, I still don't know who Jane is. <laughs> that is that, that episode closely leads us to one of my favorite finales, The Angels Falling. Um, mm. It was, yeah. I remember watching that finale that night just tweeting up a storm just like oh my god where do we go from here yeah (laughs) it was beautifully you know cinematically beautiful it was jaw-dropping it was oh no Kaz what have you done you poor little you know he was so easily led to it and he just thought he was doing the right thing and I was like oh no (laughs) yeah uh, yeah that was I mean that is probably like an episode where you finish watching it and then you just have to quickly rewind that bit mm-hmm. and watch again. Sort of uh, the season 14 finale as well. You know, oh. God was never on your side. That scene is wow. Yeah. That one was an eye opener as well. You're just like, Oh yeah. Oh my Chuck. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like what, where are we going to go? What's going to happen? Oh, holy moly. (laughs) It gives you that such a gut-wrenching moment because you're just like, oh, we always had Chuck and and you've always, you know, 
grown up with this God is on your side thing. And, and even in the show, you're like, you know, God is on your side and Chuck is on your side, but you're just like, Oh no, he is the creator of all. So the creator of all being the big bad, like, Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's where they had to take it really. Wasn't it? (laughs) I mean, you could sort of get that sense of it when you were watching season 14. So you're just sort of thinking, you know, obviously this show's coming to an end, you know, what, what's left for them to go for? And then, you know, Chuck does his thing and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the angels falling finale, that's piggybacking on the performance that Jensen and Jared are doing in the church. Yeah. So that episode alone, like some of their best, like that's one of my favorite. I've, I've done it so many times on TikTok. That dialogue is both, Dean and Sam, because it is just beautifully yeah. written and beautifully performed. And even rewatching it with my girlfriend, I was like, tears and eyes. I was like, God, they are honing it in. And this is beautiful. Because it was like, it was, yeah, I mean, like, what, well, yes, yeah, season eight. But it's like eight years of them playing these characters. And you could just feel that emotion between them mm-hmm. and yeah it was it was pretty awesome to watch oh it was great it's fantastic yeah. well i enjoyed that little trivia game i did i'm quite quite surprised that i did as well as i did oh i'm not i thought it was going to be like really out there questions like it would be <laughs> what what episode title you know it's like oh i have no idea (laughs) what was sam wearing whenever he did this probably plaid (laughs) (laughs) probably that (laughs) yeah i love that that became a running joke too they'd get called flannel wearing morons you know the flannel twins the stuff like that yeah i mean because they made flannel cool because, I mean, if you wore a plaid shirt or anything, you know, when I was growing up, it's like, oh, you're going to go and work on the farm? or you know? <laughs> go chop down some trees there, big guy? <laughs> yeah. But no, they made it cool. I, I, I think it's great. And I admittedly <laughs> wear flannel now because of the show Supernatural. I, I didn't own flannel before watching Supernatural. No. I mean, the thing is, it has become one of those things now where if I ever see anybody wearing something like that, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if they're a Supernatural fan. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably not. They probably just, you know, went into a shop. I was like, oh, I like the look of that. I'm going to wear it. But yeah, in my head, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're a Sam person or a Dean person. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. And it was. We are going to take a quick break, step away for a second. And when we come back, we're going to have some MCU conversation. Woohoo! Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits 
than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the State of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. Hey everybody, this is Tim from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy with Tyler Mack. Welcome back to the 30 and Nerdy podcast, and I am still joined by Claire a.k.a. at Winter Arrow on TikTok and social media. We just had some fun supernatural conversation and trivia, and now it's time to talk MCU. Claire, Falcon Winter Soldier is about to end. Yes. And we have seen some literally bloody good stuff. Um, Absolutely. We finally got to see the U.S. agent crack and take a life yep with everyone's phones recording because that's the day and age we live in and they captured no pun intended captured that moment (laughs) really well (laughs) with how the people were reacting to watching him phones were up yeah recording and it just i knew it was coming because i had i read this storyline that they're kind of playing off of, of John Walker becoming the new cap. I had read all that stuff and I was like, oh, he's going to snap eventually. And he did. Best <laughs> agent. And he literally did. And using this legendary symbol that Cap's shield became to yeah. us and to the people within the MCU to literally mm-hmm. decapitate someone. Yeah was brutal and artistically well done because to me it showed the finality of this is not captain america cap is gone yeah yeah um yeah knew it Uh, it it, i think is is what it was as well is that he he was always john walker captain america john walker captain america it's like well you're not (laughs) (laughs) you know and and you know when you compare it i've seen so many people make edits where it's like steve was always like i'm steve rogers i'm a kid from brooklyn you know never called himself captain america exactly i mean that bit in infinity war when he's like i am Groot, and then steve's like i am steve rogers it's like <laughs> oh he's so cute yeah you <laughs> yeah like yeah. he wanted people to know who he was the human yeah, yeah. not the mantle he's carrying 
Exactly. He's Steve Rogers, kid from Brooklyn. Yeah, I could do this all day. Exactly. You, you know, and he gets frustrated with himself in Endgame. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. And that is a moment that if the finale doesn't give us, is I want to hear either Bucky or Sam fighting John saying, I could do this all day. Oh, yeah. That would be oh, a, a, a proper moment. Yeah, I mean, like even the, the last episode with Sam's little training montage mm-hmm. that I, I expected on your left mm-hmm. when he was running, but obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah. And I love the story that I love to tell people because um, I get asked a lot by people who are, who are joining in on the MCU but don't really like read the comics. Um, you know, hmm. there are two separate directions the comics go when that yeah. story is told. One, Bucky gets the shield. One, Sam gets the shield. And, yeah. and they're both great stories. But for the MCU... Uh, people are like, why do you think the MCU gave it to Sam and not Bucky? And I was like, well, think back to the first Captain America movie, the first Avenger, where he's in the camp and Erskine is talking to him. And he says, not a good soldier, but a good man. Yeah. And that's why Erskine chose Steve. Because he's yeah. not a good soldier, he's a good man. Because mm-hmm. the serum enhances what you already have. And it enhanced his physical attributes, but it never touched the fact that he was always a good man. And at the end, before at the end of Endgame, when Steve goes on his little time travel, he says, you're a good man, Sam. Yeah. But Bucky's a good soldier. So, Mm -hmm. and like he says, you're a good man, Sam. And then the next moment they get together, he's passing the shield off to him because of the same reason Erskine chose him. He's a good man. Yeah. And I was like, that's why. That's why it's perfect for Sam to get it. And oh, yeah. the moments they give us where Bucky like has caught the shield or has used it a little bit, that's cool. That's great. Um, mm. His cap was something to Bucky as well. I mean, he was his best friend. Yeah. So I really, really would love to hear I can do this all day from either Bucky or Sam in the film. Yeah, It'd that be- would that that would bring all of the emotions mm. definitely yeah I, I if it doesn't happen now i'm gonna personally <laughs> hold you responsible <laughs> because you put that idea in my head <laughs> so if it doesn't happen i'm coming for you <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um so what's been your favorite moment so far of falcon and winter soldier Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's been there's been so many. I mean, <laughs> Zemo definitely Zemo has been an amazing moment, especially that whole dad dancing scene. Um, but I, I, my favorite part. It, it's not necessarily a part, but it's just seeing seeing Sam and Bucky have you know build this new relationship and it was sort of like um how you know they ended with the last episode was that they were just these two guys with a mutual friend but you know that mutual friend is gone now Mm -hmm. so it's 
it's been nice to sort of see how they connect with each other and how they get along with each other. Um, and it, it, even like little moments, like when they were um, fighting the flag smashers just before Walker went and did what he did, Ugh. you know, just that, you know, Bucky essentially throwing himself in front of Sam mm-hmm. with like a split moment, you know, and it's, it, it's just seeing their, their budding friendship, so to speak, you know, cause obviously they had that fun dynamic in civil war with the, you know, essentially <laughs> just, yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> and you just, you know, that you couldn't have done that earlier, you know, <laughs> just, you know, them being like, complete opposites but seeing them come together and work together and yeah I, I, I've just loved it I really have I mean there's obviously there's been some moments where I'm like oh yeah you know what love it yeah. like and seeing that especially episode five seeing um Sam and Bucky do normal things mm-hmm. you know that that was amazing and you know Bucky flirting with Sam's sister Sarah <laughs> and yeah, as soon as Sam said, don't flirt with my sister, it's like, you should not have said that. <laughs> now he's every single opportunity, he's going to flirt with your sister. This is probably the worst thing that you could say to Buffy Barnes. <laughs> One of my favorite that. things that Sam does is always calls back to his staring. <laughs> yeah. You know, the stare. Oh, we're going to get the stare now. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just stares. And just like you can, the way that Bucky has always just kind of stared to take things in, that's him taking things in, but there's this gaze that he does. And the fact that Sam kind of jokes it with him about it. He's like, oh no, he's going to stare me to death. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like Sebastian Stan is, (laughs) he's probably one of these actors that doesn't need to say anything. Mm-mm. Like facially, he's just a really good actor. Like mm-hmm. he says so much, and with those staring moments, you do, you do, you sort of look at him. And you're thinking, it, it, does he want to kill me, or is he trying to figure me out, or what? Yeah. And I just, yeah, I think excellent casting because I know Sebastian Stan actually auditioned to play Steve, but they were like, you know what, do you want to be Buffy instead? And I'm glad that happened because I think he's an yeah. amazing Buffy. Just like Krasinski auditioned to play Steve, and now everyone's hoping he's Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I am hoping mm-hmm. because I like I like John Krasinski, um, but I think probably because he wants it so much, and that people want it so much, it's probably never going to happen. I know. Which is a shame. It's very rare that that we win that that alignment of this is who we want. This is our casting. It's, it's very rare that it comes true because it came true with uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in Mandalorian. But other than that, you know, it doesn't come true for us a lot. And I'm, I'm not going to, as much as it's a dream, I'm, I'm not going to set myself up for such a disappointment if it's not. Because it yeah. really will be such a letdown if it isn't him and his wife as Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, the chemistry's already there. They're really married. They've worked well to get well well together before, and they look like the parts. So 
Yeah, like, that's it, true. It too perfect, and I don't think we're going to get it. Is where I'm at. Unfortunately. Mm. Did you watch Once Upon a Time? I did. Yes. Because Sebastian Stan was the Mad Hatter. Yes, Jefferson. And yeah. Jefferson, what the first two seasons? Yeah, he he was an amazing character. The thing is that I knew. I'm, I'm going to be one of those annoying people, but like I knew of Sebastian Stan long before Marvel and he, when he was in Once Upon a Time because I became obsessed with the movie The Covenant and he was in that. Oh, um, he is in The Covenant. Yeah, he plays Chase. Oh. Yeah. That is, not, I, that is not talked enough. That movie's not talked about enough. It's really not. I, I don't know. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times on Twitter and people are like, oh, yeah, I've watched that movie. But it's one of those movies that it's just, is it, people just don't know that it exists. I mean, you get like Sebastian Stan fans now. They're like, oh, yeah, The Covenant. I love it. You know, but they're, they're only watching it because he's in it. Yeah, they went back <laughs> and watched it is what yeah. they did. Yeah, but they I got thought, IMDb and they were like, what has he been in that I need to watch? Exactly. That's what they did. And, I watched that movie in theaters and I was like, I wish I had. I mean, I have my group of other three guys, including me, that that that's us. That's our friendship. Yeah. But like, I really wish that the four of us had this type of storyline for some reason, like these yeah. abilities and <laughs> this, you know, like it'd be so cool if it was my group of friends that this happened. And yeah. I, as weird as that sounds, I'd completely forgotten he was in it because I loved that movie. Oh, yeah. It was, it was one of those movies, like, because I was scrolling through Amazon Prime a couple of nights ago, actually, because I, I wanted to watch it. And it's, it's unfortunately not on there. You have to buy it. And it's like seven pounds. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if I really want to buy it. Um, and then I watched the trailer. And when you watch the trailer... My husband was like, how did you even decide to watch this? I was like, I don't know. I think maybe because it came out in 2006, I think. So I, I was very much obviously into the supernatural world because of supernatural. And yeah, I was just like, but it, it's really good. I mean, it's, it's a great storyline. Yeah, I mean, the acting is a little bit like, okay. But it's one of those movies that is, is crap but it's so so good at the same time exactly <laughs> and yeah and just the fact that sebastian stan is in it as well is epic oh and he's so young yes yeah, such a baby face but they all work because obviously you have taylor kitsch who was then gambit yeah and also in the uh the show friday night lights not the movie yes um, Stephen Strait, he, didn't he do like 10,000 BC or something? He did. He was in 10,000 BC. Yeah. And uh, Toby Hemingway, who I love because he's English and he's from Brighton. Um, he was my favorite. Reed Garwin. I was a Reed Garwin girl. Um, and he, he, I don't think he does much anymore, to be honest. But what I absolutely love is the fact that they're all still really good friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> In a few sure times the where... last thing I saw Hemingway in was uh, Black Swan. I think he did. Yeah, and Sebastian Stan is in that movie too. Yes, he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm a, I've become pretty obsessed with Sebastian Stan. 
<laughs> I've become a stan of Sebastian. Stan. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, well, the, thing, the last thing that I saw Toby Hemingway in was um, Taylor Swift's music, midi- music video for Mine. He was in that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's that probably the last him. thing I saw him in. <laughs> that was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Um, no, definitely a good movie. People should, if they haven't watched it, they should go watch it because it's, it's an amazing storyline. Mm-hmm. It really is. What is one thing that you wish they had done different? Like, do you like, actually, let me preface it this way. Do you like that they've taken Zemo and almost made him understandable as a villain? Because I know a lot of people liked to, a lot of people will say they got Thanos. They got why. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the more I (laughs) I am around people. Yeah. (laughs) Especially in the last five years of my life. The more I'm around people, I get it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you, you can't you can't hate him too much <laughs> just like, like oh, yeah, he's a villain but i sort of get it <laughs> yeah. it's terrible that he snapped away half the population but you know a good of them deserved it <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much i mean you know it is one of those things where you can't help but like yeah go thanos you know <laughs> I get, I, get I, I get it. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> but like also, I get, I, get <laughs> I, I get what he's saying. And I get the Flag Smashers. Yeah. I get what they're saying. Like, in the time of the blip, there were no borders. We were a united front, as we should be as a planet. Yeah, absolutely. And now that everybody's back... We're slowly going back to this this regime of class, a class regime. Like, no, these are our borders. Stay away. This is yeah. our place. It's sort of like they had that freedom and it's been taken away. Mm. And I can understand it. You know, it would be frustrating. The thing is, is with the flag smashers, I mean, not necessarily the flag smashers, but I can't really figure Carly out. Yeah. She's she's a difficult one because you know you know on the one hand she's like oh I, I'm I'm not a terrorist I'm not this I'm not that but her actions say otherwise say otherwise yeah, yeah. But, I mean it'd be interesting to see how that plays out in the final episode mm-hmm. be interesting interesting to see and it was also very interesting to see the death of Battlestar so soon. <laughs> Who's that? Is that his? Is that Walker's friend? Yeah, Walker's friend. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there is yeah, actually I, a a comic book series where, when Sam takes the mantle of Cap, he mm-hmm. kind of becomes the next Falcon. Oh. So I was like, I think they're going to go in that direction. I told Maddie when we were watching, I was like, he's going to see John Walker's faults, and realize, and then eventually he'll become the next Falcon. After, the, after that episode, I was like, "Never mind." No, he he, he got himself dead. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I, I was wrong. <laughs> Let's move along. Yeah. <laughs> Disregard what I said. <laughs> it's almost like we we were talking about it during the episode that it happened, and it's like I think this is the direction they're going to go in. And then I was like, 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, we'll just scratch that. <laughs> I was wrong. So <laughs> my bad. <laughs> That's on me. <laughs> but I, I do you like it better than one division? Yes. Okay. Definitely. I think just because I was, I, I, I love Wanda and I love vision, but I wasn't too interested in what they were getting up to. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've always, I've always been like a, a fan of Bucky. Yeah. Um, and it was just, I was more interested to see how they go about with what, you know, their lives without Steve. And obviously it was, when the, I remember when the trailer came out and it was it's sort of like, okay, well, things aren't going to be how I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah. And I, I, I've enjoyed it a lot, probably a lot more than I thought I would, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, just because you're getting, even though you're getting that action side of it, you are getting the little moments, which is the great thing about the series is that you're just getting those little snippets that you wouldn't get in a movie yeah and i think that i started out thinking i will not like it as much as wandavision because wandavision was so how do i word this um fantastic and big yeah like um supernatural and mystical and that was that side of the mcu but I had forgotten how good the MCU was at the mortal aspects of yeah. it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, even though he has the, the serum in him, Bucky was a human being. Sam's yeah. a human being. Walker's a human being. You know, yeah. and they're not. She's a witch and he's a, an AI synthetic android. Um, and all this is actually in her head and she's created it. I initially went into this show thinking I will not like it as much, but I'm probably still going to love it because even the worst of the MCU has been better than anything prior to the MCU or even DC's doing. Uh, yeah. That comes from I, I am, you know, unapologetically a DC guy, uh, always mm-hmm. have been. And I will still to this day say, yeah, MCU is doing better than DC. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's going to eventually DC will get their heads out of their ass and it's going to push them to be better. So yeah. competition breeds that. And I like that. Um, yeah, definitely. But I, but I was I was initially going. But after these episodes, I've been like, I'm, I I don't hate WandaVision now, but I like Fa- Falcon Winter Soldier. It's given me more of the Marvel feel. Yeah. Than I felt like I and 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 WandaVision's great. I'm not like changing what I said about WandaVision. I enjoyed it, but it's different. And I f- this feels more like an MCU movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Definitely. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because there is so much humanity in it because that's where it started. I mean, Tony Stark's just a guy. Yeah. And that's where it started. And Cap, it has a lot of those Cap feels and that down to earth uh, ism that 
you know, MCU started with Falcon and Winter Soldier's given us that. And it feels like a Marvel movie as opposed to, and, and I, I, I understand what, what WandaVision was doing. Like it started, a lot of people are like, it started so slow. And I was like, well, you know, cause we just came off of Endgame. Yeah. Where everything's huge. And yeah. so we weren't accustomed to it yet. This slow build that WandaVision yeah. did and it was just playing on the acting as opposed to action. Mm. And I think they did it well. I think, you know, Olsen after that deserves all the Emmys for the different variations. Oh gosh. Yeah. That she played. Um, she was brilliant. Yes, she was, but this show has, and, and it's even getting us even more built up for Loki, which comes oh, out in a yeah. couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know you're stoked about. Oh, like, yeah, I just, it, I just, yeah, I, I'm like, I, I, I don't have words, like how excited I am about that show, just because I think, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm more excited because it's Loki or just Tom Hiddleston, because, uh-huh. you know, he, nobody could play Loki the way Tom Hiddleston, you know, I think the reason people probably love Loki so much is because of Tom Hiddleston. Because oh, he's he's done such an amazing job of it, mm-hmm. and 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 also as well is that you can just tell that Tom Hiddleston loves Loki, and mm. it's the same with Sebastian Stan that you can tell that he loves Bucky, and you know mm-hmm. that I think you you see that, and that's what makes it so much better because you they, they they love these characters that they play. I mean, obviously the main one is RDJ with Iron Man, mm-hmm. right? he he adores tony stark yeah and i think that's what makes it so much nicer because you just sort of think oh well they they feel the way we feel about these characters yeah and it's kind of like going back to cavill with Geralt. yeah you we in watching it see when someone's a fan of the person they're playing yeah and especially with Bucky, you see that in this show. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I mean, I mean, going back to, like, favorite, like, if I had any favorite moments, the bit with Adora Milaje, mm. where she did that with his arm. And just that piece of acting from him was that it's as if he was, he was just suddenly like, I, for a split second, he's like, I'm not in control. Yes. You know, he thought he thought that you know he was no longer the Winter Soldier and he he could no longer be controlled by those words. But then in that split moment where she did that to his arm, he was like, "Oh my god!" He didn't say a word. It was all in his face. Yeah, it's as if it was like that. He, he it's as if his heart broke in that moment. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was superb. Because I absolutely it, thought that. It, it gave him this, like, I'm in control, but she just proved that I'm still not 100% in control. Yeah. That she now has a way. And I, and I, I would imagine that not every Dormelage know how to do that. No. I would imagine it's a, a set, her and probably Okoye. Yeah are the only two who know how to de- de- deactivate the arm. And yeah. if Rocket, the raccoon, ever finds out how to do that. 
Oh my god. <laughs> How much do they arm? <laughs> like we yeah. if we don't get that moment in the future where Rocket's like, I heard you can take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Gimme <me> it. <laughs> I need to learn how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, and right before that happens, he gives us this moment where like Sam's John's getting his ass beat by by the ladies and so is Battlestar and Sam's like, we need to do something. And he's just like, look at Looking good, arm. John. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that, that's sort of what I love about the show as well is that you, you're, you're starting to see Bucky, like who he was, because obviously yes. you only ever saw him as the Winter Soldier and you saw little bits of Bucky, but not of who he was. And I think yeah, that's you're getting some of the banter that Steve got during the war. Yeah. Which like is, we're getting yeah, to see that right. Bucky again. Yeah, which which is another great thing about this series is the fact that you do get those moments. Like I said earlier, you get those moments, and mm-hmm. it just it just adds to it and makes it so much cooler. So I went back and watched some of the episodes before today because I wanted to have some of the moments fresh in my my mind. Mm-hmm. There's the entire time Sam has been calling him Buck. Yeah. The only other person we've heard call him Buck was Steve. And yeah. one time when they're first like in the back of the car, John says, listen, Buck. And he says, Steve called me Buck. Yeah. And, but he let Sam call him that. Yeah. So that's a subtle way that they've like, even Bucky was ready to let him be, was ready to stand behind him as the next Captain America. Yeah. He's allowing him to call him Buck. He's never told Sam not to call him that. And I was like, that's a subtle way that they've let us know that even Bucky was ready. Yeah. He, he trusted Steve that he handed it off to the right guy. And like early on when he's like, why did you give that shield away? Yeah. Just that, seeing I mean, that defeat in him, like, why would you do that, Sam? I mean, and that, and that moment in that little therapy session where he's like, well, maybe Steve was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. Mm. And that moment was just like, Oh my god! But yeah, it's it, it's just oh, I, I just it's just such an amazing show. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And and it and, and like I said, as a DC guy, there are times where I wish they would stumble, <laughs> so I could say something <laughs> like, "Well, this one wasn't as good, was it?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is. It, is. it does just get better. I mean, obviously, there are some moments in some movies where you're like, well, that shouldn't have happened. You know, yeah. pretty much the entire ending of Endgame, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. That shouldn't so, have happened. So there's, there's, we've gotten a trailer to Shang-Chi, and, and I'm assuming soon we'll get a, a trailer to Eternals. And yeah. I've been walking around saying like, well, if they're going to have a down moment, it's going to be these two movies. A, yeah. Because people don't know as much about them. Mm. I, I, as a nerd, don't know a whole lot about the Eternals. And yeah. I'm like, I just didn't read their stuff. <laughs> so, but I was like, I also said the same thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Look what that, they've done with them. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think the only way that they might stumble with Eternals is the fact that they've got too many big names in it. Hmm. I mean, you got Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, um, 
You're yeah. reuniting Rob Stark and, and John. John Snow. Yeah. And and that that is quite dangerous because you are you, people are going to make that connection, obviously. Yes. And when yeah. they make that connection, they're going to think the end of Game of Thrones. And then it will just be like a huge depressive moment yes. <laughs> for everybody. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested. I mean, you know, because it's it's something that I I know nothing about, so I'm interested watching it. But yeah, I do think that because they've got too many big names in it, that it might. Mm-hmm. take away from what it could be but i mean you don't know i mean we'll just have to watch it i guess and yeah. see yeah didn't really um, judge it before it's happened yeah. but... <laughs> that's another thing that kills me is is it it we live in a society where we we do judge our entertainment before we even lay eyes on it yeah even if we don't do it intentionally yeah yeah we we I, we definitely we judge it and we put way too much pressure on it. Yeah, like Spider Man Three is getting that treatment because all during the pandemic and all during the summer we kept seeing this person's joined the cast, this person's joined the cast, and we're like, yeah. this is going to be a watered down. You've got multiverses of Spider Man characters, yeah, reappearing in the MCU's version of Spider Man. So it's just going to be a mind-blowing, like, what the hell is going on? And it probably won't even be good. And I was like, I finally caught myself. I said, why am I saying that? Yeah. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, um, maybe some of it is because, I, you know, Toby Maguire was incredibly rubbish. <laughs> I, I think maybe cause you, you just sort of think about it, like, well, yeah, I mean, I watched I watched his movies and then I watched Andrew Garfield. You know, yeah, okay. And <laughs> then we got then we got Tom, who is he's, brilliant. He's, he's the embodiment of what I read as Peter Parker and Spider Man. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, don't bring those two back in. <laughs> yeah because you also sort of feel a little bit sorry for tom holland because it's like well i am spider-man now yeah and you know all, all people are talking about is that toby Maguire and andrew garfield uh-huh. are coming back and he's probably thinking god's sake <laughs> i'm spider-man <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see what happens i mean it probably will be good or it will be crap but we'll find out <laughs> we'll, we'll, we won't judge too much manu manu saying is become now we'll wait and see yep that's how i am with most of life now we'll wait and see we'll wait and see yeah (laughs) i mean growing up we'll like my mum used to say we'll see a lot and you just always knew that that meant a negative thing like oh mum can we you know get a mcdonald's we'll see (laughs) well that means no then (laughs) yeah We'll see what happens. That, 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 that's, a, that's a good one. It is. So to end this MCU talk, it's not trivia, but I want mm. to play a little Q&A with you to see which one you're more like. Okay? So you have to okay. answer honest. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. How would your friends and family describe you? A, mysterious. B, funny. C, outgoing. Or D, resilient. Oh, um, 
funny. Bigging myself up there. But yeah, funny, probably. Are you an introvert, an extrovert, an ambivert, or an omnivert? Well, I don't know what the last two are. So we'll go with introvert. <laughs> I think it's a, con- a concoction of the two. All right. No, I, uh, well, I guess I guess maybe I'm a little bit of both. It depends what kind of situation I'm in. I mean, I like spending time by myself and I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. usually very open with people, but I'm also very much a once I start talking to someone, that's it. I'm in their face. Yes. So... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, one of the two that's like a bit of both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a cinnamon roll or could you kill someone? <laughs> um, Is that a actually boot. a question? Sweet, but sweet, but deadly. Um, looks like a cinnamon roll, but could kill you. Mm-hmm. Looks like a cinnamon roll is a cinnamon roll. Looks like they could kill you, but is a cinnamon roll. Or it looks like they could kill you, but could definitely kill you. I would say C. Looks like I could kill you, but I'm actually a cinnamon roll. Just okay. because I have a major resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, like, I, I could quite, I could be looking, like, I, I could be listening to Disney songs, but <laughs> I would still be looking as if I'm just about to murder someone. So, yeah. <laughs> if you Definitely. could be friends with one of these original Avengers, who would you pick? Iron Man, Cap, Thor, or Black Widow? Black Widow. Good choice. No, no doubt Black Widow. She she is my favorite Avenger. And and not just because she's the, the first female Avenger and she's the only one in the original six, but I just I just love her. Mm-hmm. I really do. She's yeah. Yeah. Definitely Black Widow. I got, yeah, I want to be Nat's best friend. I would too. Mm. Like, I would love to be Clint. Yeah. Because that is her best friend. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably the only reason I would want to be Clint. I wouldn't want to be him for any other reason. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has his moments, but yeah, I, I'm, not a, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of him. <laughs> well, I'm not a huge fan of him, but it would be a cool position to be in. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely. What is your favorite Avengers movie? The original, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, or Endgame? <laughs> Avengers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's probably obvious why. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these Netflix original shows do you prefer? Stranger Things, The Umbrella Academy, Fuller House or Queen's Gambit? Uh, Stranger Things, because it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you would like the Umbrella Academy. Hadn't that got, uh, what's his face in it? Robert Shaheen or whatever his name is. Yes. Yeah. I think I've seen it like a few times pop up. But obviously, because I'm married, I, I have it's a joint decision what we watch. I can't just put something on that I want to watch. I said, do you want to watch this? Oh, I don't really fancy it. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah. <laughs> so, a Stranger Things, because it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> this was an, it's, it's an interesting one to know. Which other well-known fandom are you a part of? Star Wars, Harry Potter, Doctor Who, or Disney? 
Oh. Hmm. It, it's either Disney or Harry Potter. Uh, but both. <laughs> both. Um, yeah, both. Yeah, uh, probably more so Disney. Because I've known, I've liked Disney longer. Mm-hmm. They will say that. Yeah. Okay. Finally, what mm-hmm. is your favorite genre of movie? Classic? sci-fi action or romance action definitely action you are james bucky barnes aka the winter soldier (laughs) i don't know what that says about me (laughs) i'll tell you what it says you are loyal brave and honest to a fault sometimes you can be headstrong but that's only because you have a strong sense of justice and honor even when your life is turned upside down, you still try your best to come out on top. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see that. That's yeah. awesome. I'm now James Buchanan Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going in my Twitter bio now. Female I version know. of James Buchanan Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Um, so the last thing I want to talk, we hinted at it a little bit last time we talked was, um, you know, Game of Thrones. Yes. So I don't want to talk too much about it because, you know, we'll, we'll just get into a depressed funk and, and, and just be down for the rest of the day, maybe the week. (laughs) Uh, you don't know, but um, <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit about it and then play the same. Who, which character are you with you? Okay. Um, so we'll take a quick break and be back with more 30 and nerdy podcast. Hey guys, my name is JT. What's up everyone. I'm Darren. Hey, what's up guys. I'm Josh. Hey guys. I'm Christian. Hey, what's up y'all. This is Dominic and we're the East coast Avengers. We're a group of five friends who get together weekly and talk about everything that's going on in the nerd universe. Whether you're a fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, video games, comics, or anything else nerdy that you can think of, we're the podcast for you. You can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your favorite podcasts on. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel where we release tons of content such as vlogs, unboxings, TV and movie recaps, and trailer reactions. So if those things sound good to you, then check out the East Coast Avengers podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hey, this is Ken M, host of the ODPH podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. And right now you are locked and loaded to the sweet tea of the nerdy South, the Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack, and the 30 and Nerdy podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. This is the final segment of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and we are talking a little bit about Game of Thrones. I know that on this show, you've mostly heard hate, whether it be from me or, or the Rev. Josh does defend it quite a bit still. I don't know why. I know He knows he's in the minority. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit from your perspective of things because – it is very, how do I word this? It's very European. 
the show. Yeah. It was filmed over there and probably kind of like Harry Potter. What was huge to us, if it's over there, it's bigger to you. Yeah. Everywhere for you. Um, So what was the general consensus of the finale of Game of Thrones over there? It was pretty much the same everywhere. Um, massive disappointment of it, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, which is a shame because it it's such a good show. It's mm. it's proven that time and time again that it's an amazing show. Um, great actors, great storyline, yeah. great characters, but it it just it was the whole yeah the, the whole build up of everything, and it was mm. just a huge um, annoyance, really. So, three things that came out of the finale that mm-hmm. most people gauge as. The, the biggest letdown, and I'm going to see which one you would lean more towards. A, mm-hmm. Arya killing the Night King. B, who sits on the throne at the end? Or C, Daenerys going down the road of her father? Which um, one do you think really was the nail in the coffin? Daenerys. Yeah. Just because, I mean, because when you then go back and rewatch it, you do see little snippets of her maybe going a little bit, you know, not doing things correctly, I guess. Mm. Um, But I think if it was such, if it was a gradual thing, you know, it would have been, I think we probably would have accepted it more. But it was just the fact that she was, she was fine. And then obviously she lost started she lost Viserion and then she lost um Rhaegal and then she lost Missande and mm. then Jorah so you could sort of see I don't want to say her reaction was justified because she went nuts essentially um but I just think it happened so quickly um that you didn't really see the build-up of it and, and what annoyed me the most about it is not necessarily that she went mad and she did what she did. It was the fact that it they turned it so that you felt sorry for Cersei. Yes. Which, which really creamed my corn because it's like Cersei has been a terrible character. Not, not a terrible as in she was just bad acting, but yeah. she's just because she was such an evil character. Yeah, you knew that there was going to be no justification for Cersei. There was no her turning good eventually. She was yeah. the bad amongst bad. Yeah. I mean, and as, as well, like, there was a moment that where she's speaking to Jamie and he he brings up Tommen, and then rather than her being upset about the fact that she's lost all of her children, she was just like, well, Tommen betrayed me. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially by dying. And it was like, it was little moments like that where like well you are such a horrible character yes and yeah and the fact that she didn't get she didn't get the death that she should have got for it to be off screen 
in a yeah. rock slide. <laughs> in yeah, in the arms of the one she loved. It was like who, oh, who we were given such an arc for Jamie. Prior, oh, yeah, that that all of that character development just <clears throat> gone. Yeah, that that was so annoying. So so annoying because I mean when when Jamie obviously left Brianne and he was like, I'm going back to Cersei, there was still that tiny thing of maybe he's going to go back and he's going to kill her or yeah. he's going to do something. But then when it was that whole thing where, yeah, it was just like, oh, no, I love you. And, you know, oh, we came into this world together. Comes upon their bodies in, in, in the rubble and, and cries. Yeah. And, and I get the tears because at the end of the day, they were his siblings. But I was like, off camera, you killed the greatest villain in a long time in television history. Yeah. Off camera. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, we were waiting to see that payoff. Like visually yeah. see that payoff. Have her eaten by a damn dragon. Have Daenerys stab her. Have John stab her. Have Arya kill her. Whatever. Yeah. We were waiting to see this physical payoff from season one to where she had the damn wolf killed. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Off camera on a rock slide? I know. It, 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 yeah, it just didn't, it didn't feel right. Mm -mm. And yeah, and I think that's part of why that I get so annoyed about Daenerys as well is just, yeah, the fact that it was all rushed. Daenerys got a crappy ending and Cersei mm -hmm. got an all right one. And yeah, it was because also with season eight as well, is that it was like a different villain for each episode. Yes. So it was like you had the Night King and then, then you had Cersei and then you had Daenerys. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, we, we can't, we, there should just be one villain. And yes. It's so annoying. Because so, so annoying. it, and it even etched her villainy into like, this payoff's going to be huge when she chose not to help them in the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Against the Ice King. Yeah. She chose to betray him and only Jamie showed up because he knew it was the right thing to do. Exactly. And I was like, so that's that's such a bad, bad, bad guy move to pull. She's a villain, not just a bad guy. She's become yeah. a villain. So this payoff's gonna be huge if yeah. they survive the night. And then it wasn't. And on top of that, then we have John have to kill Daenerys and yeah. he just had sex with and realized she was his aunt. Um, yeah. And then the dragon's just kind of cool with it. Yeah. And like just burns the throne and that's it. I mean, what would have been like a better moment? As I, I know a lot of people have said it as well, is that if Drogon went for John, like, mm -hmm fire everything at John, John being a Targaryen, survived the way Daenerys did. Yeah. I think that would have been such an amazing moment. Because I, I mean we know that Drogon must have sensed that John was a Targaryen because of that moment on Dragonstone where he allowed him to touch him. Mm -hmm. And obviously then he rode him well he rode um Rhaegal. Yes. Um so yeah th th there just could have been a better moment rather than you know john killing daenerys and then drogon destroying the throne picking danny up and then taking her away yeah it, it, so much more could have happened i uh, mean and i don't know if maybe we like we said earlier about putting too much 
pressure on things. Maybe mm. we put too much pressure that, oh, well, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. But, but, but they were sort of leading us that way anyway. So, well, you know, it, it's not yeah. as if we just came up with these ideas. They, they sort of implemented yes, that. Exactly. Just went off, went off script. And just yeah, they led us in a direction to where we visualized the payoff and then they didn't give us the payoff. And it did not help the fact that HBO was going to give them 10, 10 seasons. Yeah. By the time we got to the end of six, they were like, let's, we're going to give you four more, wrap it up. Yeah. We're get a 10 season arc. And then D and D saying, no, we'll do it in eight. Cause we have yeah. this star Wars trilogy that we've been giving and mm-hmm. we need to get on over there and do it with Disney. We, we, we've got shit we've got to get to. And then yeah. for them to do with season seven and season eight really quickly, what they did, they invented quick travel because they had to because they said no we don't need 10 we'll just do it in eight and then the character development that they just stopped doing with people and changing of people that they did and then to realize that they're not even going to get their their star wars story like it fell through i was like oh now you really (laughs) to me that that was like a little bit of justice for what yes. they did. Like serves you right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It serves them right to not get their franchise because they, and that probably was a big reason too. They were probably like, oh, are we sure we want to give it to them? Yeah. Look, look what they did with the massive show. Yeah. yeah. They've pissed off an entire fan base in. I mean, and the fact that they, they didn't, they have like um, conventions and stuff set up, but then they canceled. Yes, because they just knew that they would have to, you know, answer all these questions yeah. that Absolutely. people had. And, they and ran. They they did that and then <laughs> ran. Yeah. And they've they've not yet even. I mean, yeah, they lost their Star Wars franchise, which is not just Star Wars money, but it's Disney money. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they're also getting to hide from us, yeah. pretty much, and they're blocking and deleting people who are still up in arms about what they did to this. Cause if the way game of Thrones started and if it paid off the way it could have, it's in the conversation with like Lord of the Rings and star Wars, it's automatically oh, yeah. in that conversation, but what Definitely. you do it, you almost hurt the legacy. I mean, just the other day was the 10 year anniversary of the first episode. And yeah. It could. It would have been such a huge celebration across the globe. Oh, I agree. Had it given us what what we wanted. Yeah. But instead, they <clears throat> did what they did, and you know, people. I mean, I I don't want to be dramatic and say that it's ruined it for me because mm. I will still quite happily watch seasons one to six. Oh yeah, I'll still watch but- that. But it's still that you still have that in your head of, well, that's how they ended it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it is, a, it is a bit of a, a, a dark cloud, especially as you're getting nearer to season seven and season mm-hmm. eight. And you think, you know, yeah, it does, it does, it, it ruins it a little bit. But I don't want to say that it ruins it completely to the point where I won't watch it again. Yeah. So. But yeah, it, it's just such a shame. Such it a shame. Felt purposeful. Yeah, is why I think a lot of people were angry. Yeah, 
is it felt so intentional and like, and, and after that happened, me and Logan, my best friend, who's, who's also a huge supernatural fan and we do the road so far together. Um, he talked about, you know, what if we get to the finale, man, and they pull a game of Thrones. And I said, do you know how far out of their way they would have to go? Hmm they would have to go even further out of their way than game of thrones did to ruin supernatural so it's like don't go into this finale worried because they number one jared and jensen wouldn't let them do that um second of all they would have there would they would have to try harder to ruin it than they would to put on a finale yeah it would be so much extra work to ruin it and i but that's what Game of Thrones has now done to us is what if we get to the finale and they pull a Game of Thrones? I mean, they yeah. put themselves in the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's, it's like on the same level as, as in, uh, oh, they pulled a Neville Longbottom. Like, I mean, I don't know if you've heard that one where it looks obviously Neville Longbottom, you know, he had a glow up. He did. By, by Deathly Hallows. I mean, come on. So it's sort of become like, and that's known as, oh, he pulled a Neville Longbottom. Yeah, he pulled a and Neville. So, yeah, and, then, and it's in that sort of thing. I mean, I, I've heard it so many times where <laughs> people are like, oh, are they going to pull a Game of Thrones? <laughs> you know, and, and automatically people know what you mean. And it's... Exactly. Yeah, it's, it sucks. It sucks so much. And on top of that, it's... R- really hurt this prequel series that's supposed to happen yeah like most people are like well why would i even care yeah like they're they're not even attached to it (laughs) but still that taste is in my mouth for the game of thrones finale yeah i mean i mean i'm interested in house of the dragon or house of dragon Mm -hmm. whatever it's called just because i i am a targaryen fan yes Yes, but yeah, but but with that, it will still come that the my favorite Targaryen had the ending that she had. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's, it's going to be you're still going to have that bitter taste in your mouth, even if you think, oh, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to give it a go because they're not attached to it. It could be something amazing, but you you are you're still going to have that in your head that mm-hmm. that's what happened at the end. It sucks. Yeah really does i mean there was a there was a theory of the finale that was going to happen that even i i was like that would have even been fantastic um is that this entire time the faceless man that ned met in prison switched places with him and that this entire time ned was alive and he was going to come back at the end to help John and them overtake Cersei. Yeah. And, gonna, and I was like, even that would have been better. It'd have yeah. been it have been kind of a random, you know, twist of events. You know, because so long went with us not really forgetting the the beheading of Ned, but that's what led it off for us. Yeah. So, not really forgetting, but forgetting at the same time. Like that was yeah. so one. Um but even then, I would have been like, that's still better than that would have still been better. Yeah. Than what they gave us. And yeah. John taking the throne as a Targaryen. 
Yeah. But we got Brom the Broken. Yeah, I mean, that it, it was just such a massive contradiction because it was like little things where was it Mira was like called him Bran and he's like well I'm not really yeah and then like suddenly it's like oh Bran the broken oh he's gonna be king and he's like yeah okay why do you think I came all this way oh, it's just sort of like annoying and and plus just what they did with that character of Bran uh why do yeah. you come all this way oh yeah I was like so- Frustrating. I mean, the thing is, I mean, even if you like disregard how they butchered the ending and how it ended, the entire season itself was sloppy. It's as if they just didn't care. I mean, obviously, the infamous coffee cup, you know, the fact that they didn't even like, I know that notice how little (laughs) they were paying attention and how much they, I, I guess, they just didn't care. Yeah, it was, yeah, just little things like that. And it just no care went into it. And I think not only is it a massive disservice to the fans who have have been with the show since the beginning, but also the cast. Yes. Because they're the ones, same as Supernatural, they're the ones that people are going to essentially go for, you know, online, you know, Mm. because they're the ones that that are accessible. Um, yeah, because I, I know that Sophie Turner came out and said that the whole petition thing, she she felt that it was very disrespectful. And it's like, yeah, I mean, but you, it, it is disrespectful, but you've also got to understand how us, the fans who have bought all the merchandise, who have watched all the shows, bought all the DVDs and everything, we've, mm-hmm. we've essentially dedicated parts of our lives to this. And that's what we got so of course we want to change it you know and it doesn't it doesn't mean it's like a disrespectful to the cast or anything like it's just that as fans we felt let down yeah exactly and there's because they wanted to go and do something different yeah and there's still this massive following of the petition to retcon the sequel trilogy of star wars because of what they decided to do to some of lucas's original works like they completely destroyed the character of luke skywalker yeah ryan johnson did and then you know first off not having the same director on all three movies we knew it was going to be kind of crazy because obviously different directors have different visions yeah and what ryan did to luke and to the characters of Ray and Kylo in the middle throughout that film, I was like, "Ugh, this yeah. is the direction I thought we were going with them." Yeah, um, and it, it, it wasn't necessary. Off and they're calling each other on Facetime through the Force, and yeah. I even understand that because they're because then you find out in the third movie they're connected through a dyad in the Force. Oh, okay. Well, you waited till the last minute in the final battle to, to, to tell us why they were so connected. Yeah. And then what they did to Luke killing off Han early, um, somewhat making, you know, making Luke so cynical, like that was not the Luke Skywalker. We no. just left and then not really seeing too just, 
So there's a massive petition there to retcon it. And there have been some people who are like, well, that's disrespectful to the, to the star Wars brand and to the likes of Abrams and Ryan Johnson. I'm like, okay. And Kennedy. And I'm like, okay, great. I get that it comes off as disrespectful, but at the end of the day, you were slated to give this to us. And we are the ones who kind of, we were sitting in the seats. We were paying for the movie tickets and we were paying for the memorabilia. And at the end of the day, you didn't deliver. Exactly. What we were expecting and really what we deserved and what each of these characters deserved. Because, you know, these Game of Thrones, the ones who, who lasted the longest, the lives that they gave to these characters. Oh, yeah. Some of them for, you know, a, a good chunk of their life for the, you know, the likes of Kit Harrington. Um, well, yeah. And, and Cersei and Daenerys, like even especially just those three. I mean, good Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so, I mean, if you want, go back and watch the the final table reading of that scene. Like Kit and uh, who Daenerys, they, they they were not pleased. No, like they get to that scene where they're reading the fact that he kills her. There's no tears. Yeah. There's no emotion. They're just kind of looking at each other, and you can see on their face like this is kind of stupid. Yeah, and and the bit as well where. Uh, when they find out that Aya is the one that kills the Night King, you can sort of see in like Kit Harrington's face, like seriously. We've pretty much kind of been building up to I'm the one who's killing the Night King. Like this yeah. is what you've been giving us is like it's going to be John versus the Night King in an epic ass fight. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I remember watching that scene where Aya comes out of nowhere. The Night King grabs her. And then she drops the dagger. Like when that happened, like my jaw literally dropped. Mm -hmm. And so did my husband's. We looked at each other like, what has this seriously just happened? You know, but then even though we had that reaction to it, we were like, holy shit, this just happened. Mm -hmm. You still had that thing of, oh, but it should have been John. Yeah. So yeah, it, it yeah it it's annoying because it, it was a good scene, but it was it was the wrong person. Yes, there was so much of that. In the end, it was the wrong person. Yeah, like having Jamie kill Cersei would have been a huge moment. Having John yeah. kill the Night King would have been a huge moment. Yeah, having you know Daenerys not go down the route of her father completely and actually be a you know, like early on, it's kind of like you said, we saw mistakes being made because she was a child. Yeah. So to speak, exactly. took this position on like when she helped free the slaves and when she was marrying Caldrogo and all that, like she was a child. So we know she'll yes. make mistakes. Mm. But there's this opportunity for her to be the queen of queens and like this awesome moment. Yeah. And- even if she does go down that route, like we could still see, you know, somewhat of a redemption or her dying in the final battle. Yeah. There were just so many outlets that they were leading us towards. Yes. They didn't take. And yeah, 
that's the ending legacy of Game of Thrones for us is we'll forever be saying it should have been. Yeah. I don't think it will ever be. The thing is, they'll never be able to make up for it. No. Mm-mm. And, you know, I mean, you can go back and rewatch it. I mean, I've, I've probably watched season eight probably three times. And it, the more you watch it, you, you, there are certain parts where you're like, okay, well, I guess it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But then you do get to the ending of King's Landing and everything that happens after that. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm still bitter about it. It's and that might wrong. be just where it's at. Yeah. Just that last episode. Yeah. Is where most of the hate's deriving from. Yeah. Just because it... Uh, <laughs> It it was it was too rushed and it it just made it didn't make sense. No, because we we just can't. It it well, it'll never make sense. The fact that we had this, you know, at the beginning of the season, you had John and Daenerys side by side, and then as soon as she found out who he was, it would just it was just like okay, well, fine, she's a completely different person now. Yeah. And that's not the Daenerys that we got to know. Mm. You know, she she was she's the breakthrough change. She's the mother of dragons. She's you know all of this, and then suddenly that just all went out the window because suddenly she was like, oh well, the throne is you know I'm is th- threatened by this this new person that could possibly take it from me. You know, a person that she loved. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah, it just they did she's probably I mean they did all of the characters dirty but I think she's probably mm-hmm. the main one and when you sort of look at interviews now before season eight came out and they were like oh so how was season eight is it really good are you happy with it and they're all like yeah yeah it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then like now when you obviously you know what happens you're like oh god I feel so sorry for them because that they weren't happy with it and no, but no. they had no choice Mm-mm. They have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it really is a shame. Yeah, not just for the fans, but for them who who devoted their entire yeah. to a, a huge chunk of their lives to it. I mean, we literally I mean, watched I mean, Mace Williams the, grow up on camera. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's it's the actors that that was like their first job. I mean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Peter Dinklage and Lena Headey, and all—they had yeah. careers before it. But obviously, Game of Thrones made Kit Harington and Sophie mm-hmm. Turner and Maisie Williams. And for it to end the way it did, it's just sort of like they've dedicated their life to playing these characters, which is very difficult because you fall into that category of being typecasted—that people only ever see you as one thing. So they essentially sacrificed a career for it Mm -hmm. because they would always be seen as who they played in the TV show. So I Um, think that's that's the disrespect. Eternals movie is going to be the first thing we've seen Kit Harington in since since stabbing Daenerys. Mm. Well, he was in a show on Netflix. He was in an episode of that called Criminal. That's I I watched that. Yeah, he um they have different versions of criminal for what whatever country you're in but i know that you can watch the different country ones and it's basically the whole 
episodes are somebody being questioned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he um he was in an episode of that, and gotcha. you, he and think he obviously didn't have the beard. He had his short hair, and he had like his his proper accent. Mm-hmm. He 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 wasn't speaking like he was from no. <laughs> so it was it it was it was easy to watch that because he was so different from Jon Snow, but I think that that's always going to be what you think of if someone says Kit Harrington, you're like, oh yeah, Jon Snow. Yeah. So did, in the show, did they did they uh, the different accents from north to south, from east to west of Europe? Did they do yeah. that well in the, in the show? They did. Yeah. Because, like, especially the thing is, it was it was difficult because obviously you had Rob and John who had like proper northern accent, like Ned, but mm-hmm. then you had Aya and Sansa who had different accents. They were posher, so yes. that I got a bit confused about because it's like, well, if you're all brought up in the same north, yeah, yeah, why why would you be different? And I I know some of it is because obviously ladies and you know girls are brought up differently maybe but mm-hmm. that never made sense to me but then I, I then I think about how my sister and I grew up in the same household but she she's a lot posher than I am and I don't know if maybe that's put on it's probably a little bit put on but uh yeah I I, I, I tend to have a posh accent when I'm nervous yeah um so like now <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be a lot more posher or if I'm doing videos on TikTok. But I mean, if you've ever seen it, like the only way is Essex, that is pretty much how I talk. Not not fully, like, I'm not like, I'm shut up or anything like that. But because that's where I'm from. Yeah, I'm a, I, I can sometimes be common or I can sometimes be posh. But yeah. Um, no, well, the I, I do the same thing. I, I have been told that when just talking to me or just when I'm just being myself and talking. Yeah. I try to hide the Southern a lot. Okay. Yeah. And, but when I'm at work dealing with my, my uh, not my marketing voice, but my, my person to person, you know, customer voice is soft and Southern. Right. How are y'all? You know, is there anything I can help you with? You know, I, I go into this, this softly spoken, <laughs> dark holiday southern person, <laughs> and I get told that, and I'm like, do I? I, I don't think I do. <laughs> but people are like, no. If I'm just talking to you, like if, if we're just having a beer together, you try to hide the southern. You speak more proper. But when yeah. you're really gentle with a customer you go into like a, a nicer doc holiday sometimes <laughs> and i'm like oh okay and i said when you get really amped up you get redneck and i'm like oh don't don't say that <laughs> nothing like a redneck and they're oh, like no man. no if you get really amped up like at the end of Endgame in the theaters when those portals started opening up i'm pretty sure you might have said yeehaw <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's excellent. A little rebel yell. You. <laughs> brilliant. But I think it's fun. It's 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 something that I've always been interested in is I wonder how Europeans 
see them performing like the different sections of Westeros and do they break up the accents? Because obviously Cersei is, is far different than Jon Snow in her accent. Yeah. A lot of it, like you said, it's she was a, a woman of royalty. Yeah. So to speak. But some of the women that, for instance, uh, Littlefinger has employed, they very cockney, very, you know. Yeah. And they're showing that, that class system really well. And I didn't know if in England they were like, oh, they did that really well. Or if they're like, uh. Mm. Mm. I mean, the thing is, is because... <laughs> They they did do it very well, especially with you know if you were highborn, then obviously you you spoke properly and all of that. And if you were scum, <laughs> you would you obviously wouldn't have been educated. So yeah, your vocabulary would have been different, and you wouldn't have pronounced things properly. Um, but the the thing that we have here, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's the same in America, but we don't really have accents for certain areas much anymore i mean you have like the scousers and then you have people from manchester their accents are slightly different but if it's say a few uh counties people pretty much talk the same mm-hmm. because i mean where i live now norfolk probably 20 years ago 30 years ago it's they probably spoke how they do in hot fuzz Okay. We can't really understand yeah, what they're saying. That well, he, because they those two speak that way in all their movies. Shaun of the Dead, uh, yeah. speak kind of really, really gibberish, and sometimes you know they don't. Their sentences kind of die off at the end. Yeah, and what that. the reason I ask that is, like obviously one of the running jokes over here about the Beatles mm-hmm. was, um. Was was the Liverpool? Liverpool, yeah, yeah. The they, talk, they talk different, and they're very Liverpool. And like, oh, yeah. guys, I wrote a song, and you know, the, like in the Jungle Book, the Vultures were based on the Beatles. Yeah, and brilliant. they did that whole, you know, like, what do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do today? I you know, don't start that again. You know, and, yeah. Um, so it just always has, like, I'm like, I wonder how people over there actually. Did they, how did they judge Harry Potter and how did they judge Game of Thrones and did everybody do well mm-hmm. to, to what it actually, but over here, you know, you said there's not two, every, every state has an accent here, every yeah. different state. So there are 50 different and sometimes two to a state, like in, in Louisiana, there are two different kind of accents. There's the Cajun and then there's the, and for them to be so far South, a Yankee sound. They sound a lot more like Wisconsin sometimes in some parts of Louisiana. And then the other part of Louisiana, everything's run together and they talk really low like this. And it's all so even some states have two or three different accents within them. But every state has its own accent and it's rather annoying. I really. Yes. I love the differentiality of it. But at the same time, I'm like, it's just so weird. I'm like. We have 50 to 55 different accents in one country. Yeah. But we're all speaking the same language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like with accents, I think the, the, the probably the only thing that 
when I've seen it quite a few times, especially on TikTok and where um, I speak to American people when they say, um, oh, I love your British accent. And mm. it's like, it, it's like there is no such thing as a British accent because Scottish people speak differently to English people mm-hmm. and Welsh people and Irish people. We, we all sound so different. And I know that we're all Britain, but when, yeah, when people say British accent, it's like, no, it's not a British accent just because we all have different accents. So I think that's probably the only thing that's ever sort of got me a little bit, you know, I mean, you have different English accents, for example. Like, obviously, you have how I'm talking, or you have, you know, if you're from North, yeah, completely different. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely not a British accent. That English, Scottish, Welsh, or Irish. <laughs> yeah, but that that's just that's probably just me being a bit protective <laughs> of my accent, maybe. <laughs> I get because I'm I'm pretty protective of it because I saw a post the other day that said we need to stop normalizing that ignorant is southern because you know yeah. people over here when they're talk like when they're quoting an ignorant thing being said like whether it's racist or misogynistic like they're quoting someone saying it they immediately slip into a southern accent as if ignorance is southern southern is ignorance I'm yeah. Like, that's so true. Why do people do that with us? Because <laughs> I've heard Northerners in the country say just as stupid racist stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> well, yeah, do it in a Northern <laughs> accent. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? It's like we. I mean, we spoke about it earlier about the fact that you know we do judge things, and it, it, you definitely judge someone, even though you don't mean to. You do judge somebody mm. on their accent. I mean, like in in. Wales I mean the Welsh accent because it's very it is very slow and I sort of I do compare it to say the southern accent that you guys Mm -hmm. have is that it's very slow it's very chill and even over here if people are you know taking the piss out of someone they'll slip into like a Welsh accent maybe just because it is slow and it's as if they connect that to Mm -hmm. being stupid or something like that you know, and they just, it's, but, and then on the other hand as well, they think if somebody's really intelligent, people automatically put on a posh accent. Yes. And, th- and that's what I, yeah, it's, it is so bizarre that people associate accents with certain things, mm-hmm. even though it's completely different. I mean, I know so many people who have a posh accent, but they're as thick as shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it is, it is a funny thing. Accents are a funny thing and we do unintentionally judge people i mean i know i have before and i hate myself for it but oh like i said everybody has everybody yeah. still does even if you say i hate that i do it you're gonna do it again because it's just it's just human it's human nature <laughs> yeah, it's just human nature yeah <laughs> so let's close out this segment and this show with a little game i wanted to play which Game of Thrones character are you? Ooh. So I've got some some trivia questions here. You will answer honestly. Okay, and... I promise. <laughs> and <laughs> then we will find out who you are. Okay. All right. So all men must die. How would you like to shuffle off this mortal coil? A, old and surrounded by my loved ones. 
B, doing something exciting like skydiving or running with the bulls. C, in my sleep, ideally, I'll never know what hit me. Or D, I'm too powerful to die anyway. Science or magic will have come up with something by then. C. In your sleep? Yeah, definitely. Best way to go. Mm. Mm -hmm. Question two. Do you have any secrets? Nope. With me, you, you see, what you see is what you get. Not really. I mean, besides that one really big secret I don't really want to talk about. C, sure, just a handful. Who doesn't? Or D, are you kidding? I can barely keep track of them. They're all, they're not all mine, mind you. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Probably what you see is what you get. I mean, like, I, I'm the worst secret keeper in the world. If, <laughs> if you want something to be a secret, don't tell me. <laughs> just because I, I don't mean to share people's secrets, but it's mm -hmm. just that, yeah, I, it's mainly because I get so excited that somebody has entrusted something to me that I'm thinking oh my god you've chosen me to keep this secret I'm sorry I can't keep it please don't tell me <laughs> yeah. all right okay. next question is the quill indeed mightier than the sword yes absolutely sometimes I suppose it would depend on the situation at hand or I don't understand the question you do know what a sword is don't you <laughs> I didn't even hear what the question was <laughs> Is the quill indeed mightier than the sword? Right. So, um, a, yes, absolutely. B, sometimes I suppose it would depend on the situation. Or C, I don't understand the question. You do know what a sword is, don't you? A, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely right. A. Next question. What do you value the most? Love? Family? Honor or power? Love. All you need is love. Exactly. It's an excellent song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, with the one thing that supernatural has taught us is family don't end with blood. So. Oh. So, truth. You know, love. It's got to be love. I like that. Mm-hmm. If you could be a superhero or supervillain, which one? Oh, super villain because they just have way more fun. Mm, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be the star of your own movie, what genre would it be? There's a few here. Okay. A war story, an adventure with just a dash of romance, a tale of revenge, a comedy, a family drama, or a political thriller. Hmm. Comedy. I like that. Yeah, definitely comedy. Because you can't go wrong with a comedy. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm interested in this next one. You have discovered that someone is making threats to you, and it's kill or be killed. How do you relieve your enemy of their lifeblood? <laughs> <laughs> a sword through the chest or the back, as the case may be. I'd never kill anyone. I let my friends handle that. I'm the brains of the operation. Poison. It's subtle and hard to prove. Pointing my personal army towards them with the command to kill. A complex Machiavellian scheme that would never be traced back to me. Or slowly, with withering looks and razor-sharp insults. <laughs> I like that one. Um... <laughs> 
I would go with poison. Definitely poison. Because, like, I mean, as probably macabre as this probably sounds, my husband and I have discussed murder before. And it was, <laughs> if you could do it, and it was, like, 100% guaranteed that you would get away with it, would you do it? It's like, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. so poison poison definitely because it can't always be traced back to you nice nice yeah <laughs> so people oh. if you know me be careful <laughs> don't piss me off <laughs> so you have a few friends over for a dinner party and someone brings a board game what do you do first nothing i just wing it it's the best way to learn I read all the instructions very, very carefully. I just read the how to win section. I have my friends explain the game to me. They bought it after all. Wing it. I mean, anybody who has ever played Monopoly, if they have, you you don't read the instructions with Monopoly. You just play it and get on with it. Exactly. So yeah, definitely wing it. I mean, instructions in a game, come on. Mm. Stupid. (laughs) Pick an autumn activity. Apple picking, reading, knitting, or hiking? Reading. Okay. That was that was an answer, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Reading. Yeah, reading. (laughs) Uh, What's the one thing you never leave home without in Westeros? A sword? Maps and a book about the local culture, lots of gold, a horse, or a big strapping bodyguard? A horse. A horse. Yeah, just because I love animals. <laughs> Such a fairy tale thing to say, but no, a horse. Very. <laughs> because it's, it's company as well as, you know, travel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, in Lord of the Rings, I mean, Aragorn without Buego. Yeah. Geralt without Roach. Geralt without Roach is probably the best example. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for 90s kids, it was a Treyu without Artax. Never ending story. You seen it? Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what a movie. Oh, so good. How important is winning the Iron Throne? It's my first and only priority. I'm not at all concerned about it. I would care who sat on the throne, but I wouldn't want it to be me. I'd prefer the rule over my domain from a chair that doesn't draw blood. What's an Iron Throne? Is that some kind of weird toilet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I like that last one. Um, I... Yeah, it would probably be the one that I would care who sat on the throne, but I wouldn't want it to be me. Mm-hmm. I'd have an opinion of, you know, yeah, but I wouldn't want it to be me. Yeah. Who wants that responsibility? Not me. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'd care, but I wouldn't want it. Yeah. Quick, someone is coming at you with a sword. What do you do? Run away, obviously. Take them on with my bare hands. I'm not the best with a sword. Lie and wait and attack while they're unaware or charm them into submission. Hmm. Charm them into submission. 
Nice. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely that one. Because anybody can be charmed. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody has a weakness that you can, you know, get to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm starting to sound like Cersei. I'm, I worry now. hold on come on it's generating no you are sassy oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh no okay well at least i i get to die happily (laughs) if if we're going that route i'll get to die happily that's fine People will feel sorry for me in the end. I can be an evil bitch if I want, but people will feel sorry for me in the end. That's that's perfectly fine. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just yeah. I, I probably won't shout about that one too much, just because I've had quite a few people saying that I should um do a Cersei cosplay anyway. Mm. So I yeah, I probably won't shout about that one. That one's not going in the Twitter profile, but yeah. That's mm. fair. I'll take that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping Daenerys at least. <laughs> well, Claire, this has been fantastic. Yes. Thank you for joining again. I can't wait to have you back on the show. I will have to think of even more nerd things to talk about. You are always a joy to talk to. Lord of the Rings. We should talk about that. Absolutely, we will. Because we yeah. are getting near. I believe it's in July, the 10-year anniversary of, uh, sorry, 20-year anniversary of Fellowship. Oh, my God. I believe is what we're getting getting towards. June or July 1 is the 20th anniversary of Fellowship. Oh, that just makes me feel so old. I know. <laughs> Nothing will hit you the gut quite like a reminder of your age. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, like, I even heard on the radio that it's been 20 years since the first Harry Potter film came out. Yes. Like, oh, I remember going to see that. How tragic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember the trailer. When we first got a commercial on TV, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Those were the days. Mm. Young and naive. <laughs> Nothing quite like it. Yes, what a, what a beautiful sentiment <laughs> we'll definitely talk lord of the rings because it's probably my number one franchise and i can't wait to talk about that then with you yes definitely sweet sweet well thank you again you all can find claire at winter arrow on tiktok and at the winter arrow on instagram and twitter she is a nerd amongst nerds and i love her content I just want to know if we are going to get a sequel series to Loki after the after the series comes out. Hell's yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what I'm waiting for. I, yeah, I just need new content mm. and we're going to get, yeah, definitely another series of that. I loved doing that. You're fantastic yeah. at it. Thank you. I, I, love, I, the, I love where the stories uh where they go and like i'm just like God, this is this is like when the cameras are off stuff yeah i'm, I'm glad you said that i i do i enjoy making them so i'm glad that 
they're well received. Oh, they definitely are. You have tons yeah. of people who are dying for more and more and more. Frustratingly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll upload one part and then five minutes later, oh, I need another part. It's like, I have a life. <laughs> they want you to Netflix it. Just get it all done and let them binge. Yeah. Put it on Disney Plus or something. <laughs> <laughs> Next year on Disney Plus, Winter Arrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Agent of Marvel. Oh, yes. That would be amazing. Oh, it'd be a great show. Definitely. Well, thank you very much, Claire. No, thank you. And thank you, nerds, for tuning in. Until next time, cheers to you. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apodalypse and PodNation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.